everybody, welcome to another episode of Guys of the Roundtable. I'm your boy, Vladimir Jean-Philippe, and yeah, oh boy. Today's episode, I'm just going to be venting because I need to. And we're going to be talking about hypocrisy a little bit, mainly Trump supporters, because I usually try to keep my political views and my views on life in a most neutral centric way possible right like i just don't care for one side or the other unless it's on the extreme end of like abuse towards children or women but most of the time is my philosophy on life is if it makes you happy and it doesn't harm anybody else i don't care you do you boo boo right so that's how i feel about life that's because life is short so we have to find the things that makes us happy and we got to do the things that makes us happy because we don't know how long we have on this life Okay, and you only have one life, so might as well just make the best of it, barring, you know, harming somebody else mentally, uh, emotionally, physically, or psychologically as well, too. So as long as you're not messing with somebody else's life, whatever you do in your life is fine. It's you. Do you. Have fun. Okay, do it big. Go home. All right, go big or go home, right? That's how the saying goes. But the one thing that I, and it's a pet peeve of mine. Is that there's a lot, well, I wouldn't say it's a pet peeve. I'm gonna, I, I retract that statement. It's not a pet peeve. The one thing that really bothers me in life is hypocrisy, mainly hypocrisy in sports, because a lot of the things I like to talk about is sports related topics because I'm very knowledgeable in sports topics. I can't get into the next gen stats because I'll be honest with you, I don't have the time to sit there and start researching, deep diving into statistical measures to kind of give, you know, people an idea of what's going on in sports. I can look at a player and tell you if that person can play, if that person is good, bad, or just average. I can tell you an elite player, I can tell you an average player, and I can tell you if a player can't just cut it, right? It don't matter the sport, I can just look at somebody and tell you if they can make it. It's a gift. I don't know how I got this gift or how I developed it, but I just know it's a gift of mine. So hypocrisy in sports is one thing I can, you know, I could talk about it all day, every day, right? Because as fans, we do this all the time in sports. But the thing is, hypocrisy in life bothers the living Jesus out of me. It's not a pet peeve, but it's a, it's a, it's a thing. It's like that annoying gnat in the back of your ears. It's a, nip, nip, nip. you know, you hear it and he's like, ah, get out of there, right? It, it, it's that way for me. And Trump supporters are starting to drive me. <laughs> absolutely insane these people are delusional man like they are putting trump on a pedestal that i've never seen a human being get put on before now mind you i'm a sports fan i'm not a fanatic i'm a sports fan i like sports because sports is simple the rules are set right they're set in stone and it's either you live up to the rules or you don't live up to the rules but the way these folks put ah the way these folks put Trump on this pedestal drives me absolutely insane. And they're hypocritical about it. Like, I get it. If you like Trump and you like some of his policies, cool. I have no issues with that. None. Where I have an issue is where you're telling me that, or you're acting like Trump is this second coming of Jesus or something, right? Because all up and down my Facebook timeline is 
Trump's going to give Wendy's a re-election. Uh, you'll see. He'll flip the blue states red. And then when he does, you're going to see. You're going to be mad. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? Trump lost the election by the popular vote and the Electoral College. A lot of these red states that were for Trump, right? They had the same day elections. Then the mail-in ballots came in. Mail-in ballots says that they're mostly for Biden. So in essence, Trump lost the election fair and square. I hate to say it, but he lost the election. But don't. No, no, no. Not to Trump supporters, man. Not to Trump supporters. These mofos think this dude still has a chance to win because he's taking everything to the courts. He's making all these bogus claims of voter fraud tampering and vote tampering, voter fraud and election meddling and whatnot. I'm just like, yo, what? How did we get here? How did we get to this point in our lives where a man, a singular man, dictates your very breath in life to tell you how to live your life to worship him? I don't get it. How do people come to the conclusion that Trump is this this hill they want to die on. The man is a narcissist. Now, I'm not saying Biden is a better president because <laughs> Lord knows I don't like that man either. He wrote the crime bill. He grew up in a segregated uh, lifestyle. He was for segregation. He was quoted, videotaped, and documented as saying he doesn't want his kids growing up in a racial jungle. This man, most importantly, wrote the crime bill, 1994 crime bill that locked up disproportionately a lot of black men for minor drug offenses. And his vice president, uh, his cohort, running mate, whatever, you want to call it, Kamala Harris, spent a good majority of her legal career locking up and enforcing Biden's um, crime bill. Locking up innocent black men, making up uh, evidence against people to keep them in jail, forcing them into free labor and all this other stuff. It is ridiculously evil what these folks have done especially to minorities. So I'm not a Biden fan either. So don't take my Trump bashing as a Biden supporter. I don't like neither of these mofos, none of them. And the fact that we had to choose between these two idiots for the presidency drives me even more insane because it tells me the moral fabric of America has completely depleted, that we did not have any viable other candidates, or shall I say, we didn't have any other viable candidate to run against these monsters. That's ridiculous. But nonetheless, I digress. Trump supporters, man, oh man, are they driving me insane. These people are just kind of like all sorts of conspiracy theories. They got QAnon posts all over the place that Trump's going to sue the courts. And then you're going to see all he's going to bring all the voter fraud into light. There's a lot of big news is coming. This Hunter Biden scandal thing is is a bigger thing than it actually is, which it wasn't. <laughs> They're just digging up for anything to support the president to keep the president in charge. A lot of these people are psychopaths. And... And the worst part is they have a very, very short memory because just eight years ago when Obama was a president, these very same people were making fun of Obama. Yes, Obama was a little bit hawkish in his policies, but still these very same people were bashing Obama. They were bashing on Michelle Obama. They were bashing their kids, calling them all sorts of monkeys, apes, hanging up nooses with the president, like lynched on a tree and stuff, calling them all sorts of monkeys and N-words and all this other stuff. And then when President Trump got elected, or should I say when Donald Trump got elected president, they want to come and talk about peace and loving and all this other stuff in the first year of his election. And then after the first year, then you started seeing all the racism come out. <laughs> then you started seeing all the, the idiocracy come out. Then the cult began. Then QAnon dropped. 
And then all these conspiracy theories about how Trump is here to save us from the cabal. I don't even know what the hell the cabal is or save us from all these evil deep state people in the politics. He's going to drain the swamp. It was the quote, right? That's what they said. They were going to drain the swamp. Look to me that they didn't drain anything. They just added more alligators. <laughs> and then the pandemic hit. And that's when things hit a fever pitch, in my opinion. Right? Because now what's happened is people got locked up because, you know, we're in a pandemic. You can't spread this disease around. But you have to stay in your courthouse for a quarantine for a while to kind of flatten the curve because people are getting infected at super high rates and whatnot. And we didn't know what this thing was. We have a lot more better idea what COVID is now, but when it first started, we didn't have any idea what it was. But anyways, we got the lockdown, the shutdown happened. People were in their house for a week or two. Then it turned into a month. Then it turned into two months. Then it turned into three months. Then three and a half months. Then four months. And then people just went bananas. <laughs> I'm thinking my, th my theory is, is that people have cabin fever. And that's what we're witnessing right now is the prolonged effects of cabin fever. That's just my opinion. I, again, I'm no professional psychologist, but I study psychology and I have to call what I see. <laughs> I just see cabin fever hitting at a fever pitch. So that can explain some of this radicalization that I'm seeing and people acting a fool about, you know, support their support for Donald Trump. But man, it, it, it's oh, it's really sad to see, to be honest with you. It's a sad sight to see because a lot of my friends who have very good sense, big hearts, and are just genuinely decent people fall into this left versus right narrative, liberal versus conservative narrative, that being a decent human being has completely left the island and we're stranded with just the crazies, essentially, is what I'm, I, is what I'm seeing. I've seen my friends go down a rabbit hole that... I'm not too fond to say that they are in and it kind of, and I hate to say it because it really makes me second guess my friendship with those people. It's getting to that point where I'm letting it affect me emotionally. And I'm not a person to let things affect me emotionally. I'm just kind of like, I see things, I think about it and I, you know, I just react logically as best as I can. I'm not an emotional person unless I'm getting angry and my anger kind of explodes out. But for the most part, I'm very calm, cool, and collected and even killed. I just see something, I react, I'm like, oh, okay, and then I move on. And that's it. But I'm seeing my friends get radicalized and it's sad. Spitting out all these misinformation, fake news, fake data, fake conspiracy theories. Real to them, but fake nonetheless, about their President Trump, or shall I say, their Lord and Savior Trump. Because I've always said this, I never worship a man. I always look at your policies, your ideologies, and how you behave as a human being. If I like it, I like you. If you kind of portray one thing to me, and then you do a completely opposite, I kind of suspect of you. You're kind of sus to me. So I look at what you do. I look at your actions, exactly how it should be. If you behave in a manner that is congruent to what I see, and that is to your behavior, then I'm like, oh, I like this person. But if you portray one way and then act a different way, then I'm like, eh, never mind. I'm turned off by it. But yeah, I'm watching all these Trump fans just lose their minds over this election. It's like, bro, you lost. It's okay. Life will continue. There's no conspiracy to get your president out of office. None. There's no election fraud going on. There's no rigging of the elections, I guess you could say. Because if the elections were rigged by the Democrats, let's be honest here. If the elections were rigged, Democrat would have controlled the Senate the House and the Judiciary branches. 
they would have had their Supreme Court nomination nominated. We would have Merrick Garland in there as Supreme Court Justice, not Amy Comey Barrett. Democrats would own a majority of the Senate seat, and then they would have the House as well. But that's not the case. Democrats has the House, Republican has the Senate, and the conservative, uh, the Supreme Court, uh, SCOTUS, I should say, the Supreme Court of the United States, is mostly conservative, six to four, or six to three. So if there was really election rigging going on, the places where you would want to rig the election would be in the House and the Senate seats and the, judici and the judiciary seats. Who cares about the President of the United States? Because he just does the executive stuff. The meat and potatoes of this land and the meat and potatoes of democracy is in the House and the Senate and then the, uh, and then the uh, judicial branch as well. So that's how you have to think about this. You have to think about it in a logical way. If the elections were rigged, Democrats would be in the House, they would be in the Senate, they would be in the judiciary. And I know I'm repeating myself, but it bears should be repeated multiple times because that's the truth. If you want to rig the elections, you want to own the House, the Senate, and the judiciary branch. And whoever sits in the president's office doesn't matter because it, it will get gridlocked by the judges it will get gridlocked by the Senate, and it will get gridlocked by the um, the House representatives. That's how it works. But the election is not rigged because on the exact same ballot that had Donald Trump and Joe Biden, it had all these other governor seats as well, Senate seats, House seats, your local governments and whatnot. And Democrats lost the Senate, right? Because uh, the Senate is majority Republican again. And I think they lost a couple of seats in the House. So the Demo if the elections were really rigged, Democrats would not have lost the House. They lost seats in the House. They just played their hand wrong. And therefore, the people voted the way they voted. So no, there's no election fraud going on. Is there ever election fraud? I'm sure there is. I'm sure somebody voted twice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm sure somebody did something stupid somewhere. But that's it. That's the extent of fraud. Because these people, the protocols that are in place to prevent fraud are vast and they're strong. So it's impossible almost to cheat. And think about it this way as well. When you go to vote, right? You go to the voting booth. Oh, okay, I can only speak for myself, but when I went to vote, I went into the to the voting center. I had to have my ID. My ID had my name and my social security number and my date of birth. If it matches what they have on file and they're like, hey, is this you? Yup. And you have to sign something to verify that it's you so that they know it's you and I know it's me. And then they send you to the next person. You take your ticket, you hand it to this little, oh, I had to hand it to an older lady uh, who was like the second person to meet. I gave her the ticket. She scanned my ticket through a machine and said, beep, 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 beep. Okay, here's your, take your ballot ticket, go to that lady over there. And then that lady walked me to the voting booth, which was electronic. And I went and I voted. She walked me through the instructions to kind of make sure that I kind of got the gist of what was going on. And then she left me alone and I voted. I did my thing. And then I took my ballot, gave it to the end lady at the end. She ran it through a machine. And then the machine said, hey, thanks for voting. Vladimir Jean-Philippe, make sure your information is correct. Yep, boom, done. Gave me a little sticker and I walked out. So yes, there's protocols in place to prevent fraud. Now, is that to say that some systems will get overrun? No, because, well, yeah, some systems will get overrun because there's a lot of people coming in to vote, especially in the daytime when there's higher traffic. Luckily for me, I went and voted towards the end of the uh, polling because there was less traffic. I kind of went there. I got there at 6.30, voted at 6.45 p.m. So 
the poll closed at 7.30. So, you know, I kind of got there on time and got my vote in and it was quick in and out. So there's protocols in place to prevent fraud. You have to think about these things in a consistent, logical manner. The fact that Trump supporters are deciding to go against common sense almost goes against democracy a little bit. Because what you're saying and what you're believing is that democracy didn't do its job, is what you're essentially saying. You're saying just because your candidate lost, democracy was not working that day. That's selfish. That's absolutely selfish. And that is, by definition, fascism. To prevent somebody else from voting because your candidate didn't win. That's fascism. Or the starts of it. So you have to think about it in a logical way. Get your emotions out of it. Sure, you like Donald Trump. You like I guarantee you some of these people that like Donald Trump couldn't name a policy that he passed in the last four years of his presidency. Couldn't. They'll give you the talking points. Oh, he got us out of Iraq. No, he didn't. In fact, he kept and maintained a consistent bombing of what we've been doing the last 16 years in Iraq. 20 years or so. He's been consistent. He uh, gave more money to HBCUs than anybody else. Okay. Technically, yes, but no, not really. Because HBCUs are working on a contract by year basis. So every year they have to get approval by the president to get government funding for the HBCUs. What Donald Trump did which is kind of like ended that every year renewal and made it an eight-year contract. That's all he did. <laughs> he just got rid of coming every year to approve for this, essentially. So in the long term, yeah, he kind of gave more money to the HBCUs, but that's over eight-year period, if that makes any sense. So instead of the HBCUs going back every single year to renew the government grants, he just kind of like, hey, how about I just get rid of this coming to us every year and just lock you in for eight years? Essentially, he gave saved them, he gave them more money, but it's the same shit, essentially. So you can't name a policy that you that Donald Trump has done that you like without using talking points. And all these media pundits kind of drive me nuts too, because man, if I see another mofo cry on CNN about President Trump, uh, President Trump being kicked out of office, I'm gonna smack somebody. That Van Jones dude coming on TV, it's a beautiful day for America, I can finally tell my children that it's okay being a decent person counts, character man, <laughs> coming on, man, if you don't get your ass out of here with that nonsense, this Negro coming on TV crying about President get the hell out of here, bro. And yet there's vast pictures of you chumming it up with Trump and his family and being both buddy-buddy. Like, Negro, if you don't stop, like, I get it. Trump was an asshole president. Trust me, I get it. I know a bunch of assholes in my lives. We all know a bunch of assholes in our lives. We all know one. Okay, and when that dude leaves, we're all excited. We all breathe a sigh of relief. That's all that it is in the presidency right now. A lot of people are tired of having this asshole as president. So when he's voted out, everybody's like, oh, thank God we got rid of that asshole. So Trump supporters, accept your defeat, quit holding on. You ain't going to find nothing. And you're just going to delay the process of, you know, the transfer of power. All right, you had your four years of fun. Knock it off. Now, Biden better be on his P's and Q's because if this mofo don't do his job, we're on his ass too. Like I said, I don't like Biden either. I don't like Biden. I don't like Trump. I don't like Biden more than I don't like Trump. I hate Biden more than I hate Trump. I'll put it in simpler terms. And I don't like Kamala Harris at all. At all. But nothing's going to change. Life is going to go on. Corporations are going to get wins. Corporations are going to get all the bailouts. The war in Afghanistan and Iraq and Iran is going to continue. 
And yeah, nothing's going to change, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we'll have some sour puss uh, Trump supporters out there that's going to be, you know, butthurt that their president lost, but get over it. Didn't you tell us that four years ago? Get over it. <laughs> Your candidate lost. Get over it. You told us that. I remember. I keep receipts. My memory is not the greatest, but my memory is great. All right. I remember you specifically saying Trump supporters saying, get over it. Your president lost. She lost. Get over it. I specifically remember that quote. And then I specifically remember the lock her up chance as well. So keep that same energy when Trump gets locked up too, <laughs> because he's done some, so he's done some pretty shady crap as president. The Russian investigations kind of was a real thing. I mean, yeah, they didn't find any Russian collusion tampering, but based on their evidence that they've been following, the FBI did arrest and, you know, uh, brought charges up against people in the Trump administration. So something was going on in the Russia gate. Maybe not against Trump, but people in his administration have been charged and arrested for Russia gate. So keep in mind, like, look, the media may not always be right. Media may be some be on some BS sometimes, but they are journalists. They do have a journal degree. They do have some, they have to maintain some sort of integrity in their job. So they did their job. They followed the, the clues and the tracks and whatnot. And the FBI did arrest a lot of people in the uh, Trump administration for Russiagate. So it, it's a real thing. It truly is. So I don't know, guys. I'm done rambling for today. Thanks for listening. I'm your boy. Of course I'm a boy. <laughs> of course I'm a boy. What am I, Pinocchio? Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm your boy, Vladimir Jean-Philippe. And this is Guys at the Round Table. As always, thanks for rocking out with me. Hit me up on Twitter at GOTR Podcast. Send me your thoughts, concerns, and e uh, comments to the email guys at the roundtable at gmail.com. Hit me up on Facebook, like and share this, facebook.com slash guys at the roundtable. And as always, remember, Vlad loves y'all. Peace. <laughs>